Hey everyone, and welcome back to Hot Messy Podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Barrett and Adam Newell. Guys, welcome. This is a fun one today. I mean, we're back. It's Tuesday. Did we have a great weekend? Yeah, I think we had a pretty productive weekend. You know, so funny that you said that because we're gearing up. It's the holiday season right now, but we're already in 2023 prematurely. Seriously. For those of you who don't know, we were supposed to move into our new place um, at the end of October. October became November. November became December. And December quickly became January. But we had hurricanes and stuff. So now we are trying to get all of the appropriate stuff for our new studio and just making our home a home. So that's kind of what we spent our weekend doing. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. You know, like Adam, we've talked about this before. Adam loves a deal like he loves loves deals right <laughs> so we if we need to buy anything like let's say electronic or you know furniture like we need to buy now because first of all we've never lived in a really big space because we've always lived in cities where we've had a small space and we make do we get creative but now we have to fill a little bit more space and everything we've had we've had for so long so it was Black Friday, Cyber Monday, rolling yes. into other holiday deals. So, of course, you know, we had to go shopping. And first of all, I just <laughs> I want to say really quick, we're not moving into Villa Rosa. It's not like we're moving into a big mansion. Guys, we're just so used to living in really tiny spaces, like Jason said, just to kind of further elaborate on that. But we have a bunch of animals. We have our own little family. And we just did an incredible episode with Sheena Marie from Vanderpump Rules. And we have these two naked little titty tats. I'm so <laughs> sick of cleaning the fucking litter box. Oh my I God. Am. And she's like, you have to get this litter robot because it's every like once a week that you get to clean it. And these are the deals that Jason's talking about. Like, I'm not paying full price for that shit. Okay, I think we are paying full price if we are getting a little robot because they did not run any kind of deal. They're like, this is cat shit. We're doing it for you. You will pay this price. But then I'm like, what else do you do for the cat? Do you like massage it? It's like $599, I think, for like the lowest one of this litter robot. It is better it be of the day and clean the cat's ass. <laughs> I mean, there better be a massager in there. It better walk out with like gold toilet paper. I don't know. I don't know either. Our cats are naked. So if you could give them a bath because they get oily and weird. I don't know. One of them gets dusty because I don't know what the hell she gets into at night. I really don't know. She's crazy. <laughs> Her name is Mayday. We've named both of our cats after Bond girls like 007, James Bond. So like Mayday was actually the villain or the bad guy or bad guys like kind of tag along um, played by Grace Jones back in the day. So Mayday. And then you have Vesper. Um Oh, good Lord. Well, guys, I'm surprised like we're what a couple minutes into this and Adam has not reminded you that if you have not done so already, you can follow us everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your shows, we are there. And if you haven't done so already and you're enjoying the show, give us a five star rating. Um, it helps us out tremendously. And also... We're doing this visually today, so this will be on our YouTube, youtube.com slash hotmessypodcast. And Adam, if they want to be a part of the conversation, can you tell them where they can reach out to us? Yes, I thought you were taking it away and hitting this <laughs> ball out of the park. But yes, you guys, if you have any topics or questions, concerns, anything that you want to contribute to the conversation, just shoot us an email over to info at hotmessypodcast.com. 
we encourage it. We get a lot of fun questions where people ask us about relationship stuff, how we're navigating certain situations. Sometimes they're not the most appropriate. Sometimes they are. So regardless, we can still filter through. We just welcome everything that you have to say. I mean, listen, even though this isn't an explicit... Gosh, what was I going to say? Explicit podcast. Yeah, (laughs) There are some things that we really can't talk about that you guys have emailed us. So sorry. All right. So let's get this started because it's just you and I today. And it's kind of fun when we do our own show. We don't have an interview. You know, We have things to talk about and we have so much to talk about. And every time we've tried to talk about any of these things, we get into a little back and forth. So I'm like, hold on. We're saving that for the podcast because this is a great conversation. But something I wanted to bring up, and you know, we watch a lot of Netflix and TV because of what you do and what we do and what we cover. Um, there's a big documentary about to uh, hit pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, I know exactly where you're going with this. Um, I'm not going to lie. While I love transparency and kind of... I I guess it's when you're doing a documentary, it's not necessarily breaking the fourth wall, right? But Jason's talking about the Royals. Now, Harry and Meghan have a two-part docuseries coming out and it's going to be December 5th or December 8th. I'm sorry, December 8th and December 15th. And in this documentary, I'm a little bit fearful. I mean, they've done everything that you're not supposed to do when you're a part of the institution, right? They've left it. They've decided to live the American celebrity sort of side of things. Um, They no longer have their HRH titles. It's just, it's wild. It's beyond. They had an Oprah interview and now they're getting pretty candid about what went wrong, what happened and how this affected them in not the best light and why they escaped it. So I don't know. Do you think, I mean, do you, are you excited for this? Is there, there, are there questions that, you think will be answered that I think a lot of people want answered? You know, as much as sometimes I I find myself straddling the fence and I hate that expression, but for this particular instance um, or situation, I feel like as much as I want to know all of the dirty, grimy, you know, details of everything, I also want people to be protected and Mm -hmm. I don't want anything to um, hinder your potential safety. And what makes me nervous is, you know, when it comes down to Princess Diana, there have been so many documentaries, so many scientific like experiments um, trying to figure out... Scientific experiments. Yeah, well, I think that's how you say that. I don't know. I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) this isn't even a laughing matter, you asshole. Investigations? Investigations. But just people trying to figure out was this something was the passing of Diana, Princess Diana, was that something that was premeditated or was that just simply an accident? And people have their speculations. We have good, 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 amazing friends. I don't even want to say good, but amazing friends in London. They and feel family. like and family. and family. And they feel like this wasn't an accident. And then we had a conversation one time when Jason and I were living in New York and we had our family from London visiting. And we were talking about this and how it happened in the tunnel and paparazzi chasing after Diana. And my uncle was staying with us at the same time. They overlapped. And my uncle's like, there's no way. The institution, the royal family would never do that. But then we have this documentary that's going into Harry and Meghan talking about how stories 
will be planted. Stories will be um, contrived. And who would know better than Prince Harry? Like, I, I just, I can't. Here's the thing, though, is they have to work on credibility, just like the royal family does, right? Why do you because, say that? Because they did the Oprah interview. Okay. And the Oprah interview had a lot of conflicting stories, even some things that came out not to be true. But I know they want to tell their story. I just felt in the Oprah interview, they were a bit confused on how and what they wanted to say. So I'm hoping that within this Netflix documentary, they will be able to better articulate what they were trying to say and kind of bring things to light. Because no, is the royal family innocent of things at all? Absolutely not. But well, they I have think to protect the institution. They have to protect the institution. I understand that, I guess. But I think Harry and Meghan were very quick to jump on the Oprah interview. Of course, that's going to be the biggest interview watched. It's Oprah Winfrey. Of course, people are going to watch it. And I just don't know if they were ready to like tell the story. I have and two I, things. I, I think maybe now they might they might be able to. Yeah. Well, I have two things I want to add to this. I think that one. When you have Oprah Winfrey knocking on your door to do a tell-all, it's kind of hard to say no, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so I can see why they would have jumped on that bandwagon. If you're going to tell your story with someone who is trying to be a reliable narrator and also a person who's trying to get the truth, the real story, who better than Oprah Winfrey herself? Totally 100%. I agree with that. However... There were a lot of things that were deemed as mistruths within that interview. And I think that that came back to bite them in the ass a little bit. And then on top of that, what I hope for them for the Netflix documentary is... I get a lot of shit for this, you guys. But when it Uh-oh. comes to the Kardashians, I always reference Not the Kardashians. Why, do we, why is this like our base of how we... I don't... Or I don't how know. you judge things. It's like, well, compared to the Kardashians, it's like that... I just want to say, hold on. I all I was going to say is Chris Jenner has complete control. All of the girls have complete control over how their stories are told. And then at the end of filming a season, they sit down and they debate certain situations. Like you, Courtney, you might not like this and how Scott reacted to this situation, but Kim, Chloe, and Chris think this will make for great TV. So then it's three to one and you get overshadowed. But they always have that control that creative control. And I am hoping for Harry and Meghan that they do with signing this deal with Netflix because I'm sure they got paid a shit ton of money. They are no longer um, able to spend the money from the institution, right? They can't spend taxpayers' dollars out of the UK. And I think that with, with that situation that they've been put in, that predicament that they've also put themselves in, I think that they need to make money. And this was a great way to do it. But I also hope they didn't just sign a deal away saying, listen, edit whatever you want, take our story, and no, however you want to spend no, it, no, spend no, no. it. No, they no, had to have had control, right? I'm sure they had control. I don't know if okay. you, I would call it creative control because they're not creating. They're trying to tell a story. But like their story, their truth. So right. I think they will definitely have a final say. A lot of things have been kind of rocking the world lately. Um, their head of Arch, Archwell, their foundation, uh, just left after 18 months. Um, 
but they said that it was a mutual decision that she was leaving and this was planned. What is so, Archwell? I'm sorry. What is so Archwell? Archwell is their foundation and their charity. Okay. Um, and that's kind of their basis of, of everything. Like it's whoever works for Archwell also works for like the podcast or, you know. Oh, so it's like the like top and it all kind of like dwindles right. down. Okay. And so, and it's of course named after their son, but um, yeah, their CEO, Madonna Diani left after 18 months. Now, I guess Harry and Meghan are going to step into that operating position and, and be on the forefront of that. So that'll be interesting. However, their head of audio from Archwell just left. And their head of audio was also their producer of their podcast, uh, kind of went through the creative process of the podcast, helped name the podcast, booked the guest for the podcast. And she left and she recently said that there's just not enough room in this podcasting industry. I don't want to misquote exactly what she said. So I'm kind of going off based on things that I've been reading, but that behind every big podcast and stuff, there there are a big team of people helping to make this show great, which A, I'm like, okay, well, I wish we had a fucking team behind us. <laughs> we are the team. We're the we're team. The, we're the fucking Hi, team right yeah. here. Editor, audio, um, COO, chief operating. Yes, we yes, are our CEO, CFO, CRO, CNE. There's is no there CRO, C- but I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> chief ridiculousness officer um, had left. She hasn't really like described how, but they have a lot of change happening. And I'm wondering why. Um, also, there are rumors that people are saying, and I'm when I say people are saying, I'm not going to like quote news or or whatever because it's not necessarily true but people are saying they might want to not have their Netflix or Spotify deals which i think is ridiculous because how else would they make money these deals are equal hundreds of millions of dollars right i yeah. think their spotify was deal was 100 or 60 million no i think it was 100 i mean listen guys don't take us to task on this i, I yeah. believe We're but just it's millions babbling it's tens of millions to hundreds of millions of dollars, 100%. I want to say it was about 100 kind of million. I, I don't know. They had a few deals. I think Disney approached them for a deal, Netflix, Spotify. But in order to you know accumulate the money, you do have to do the project. It's not like, here's 60 million and we hope you follow through. Right. But um, I was just listening to some of, of our, I think it's called Archetypes, um, Megan's podcast on Spotify. And they do a really good job of producing it. But... Here's the thing I have with Megan. Uh oh. I, I just, I really want to know their side of the story, but I don't want the whole pomp and circumstance of the Oprah interview. I really want some deep down interviews, truths, um, confessionals, stuff like that. I kind of want to stop you really quick because I why? think just to combat what you're saying, there were so many people who felt like they debunked so many important points that Harry and Meghan made in that Oprah interview. Right. We're not talking about two idiots. They're two very intelligent people. And I think that with seeing the feedback from the Oprah interview, they're going to take that feedback and they're going to make sure that there, there won't be the same mistakes made. Right? I don't think they have to do that. What I'm, what I'm saying is the way they went about presenting their side of the story was, was just to... It was too pomp and circumstance. It was too, it was Oprah Winfrey, the interview of the year. It was that kind of thing. But we want a more authentic truth. And my problem with like listening to the Megan podcast is she laughs at herself a lot. She's very, she doesn't come off relatable and she is very relatable. So I, I really hope that this, 
Netflix documentary doesn't come back to bite them in the ass somehow. Because I do feel like they have something to say and it's very, very important. I also, real quick, to piggyback off of what you're saying, first of all, um, guys, remind me in the comments to look up Pomp and Circumstance or whatever. Because I have <laughs> no fucking idea what it's that like means. It's like the glitz and glam around it. It's oh. all the, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in the documentary, you see, because they have a trailer out, and Harry has said multiple times that he almost felt like he was seeing history repeat itself. Mm. And you see where they kind of started off like, she is this new royalty rock star and this girl from Hollywood, this American princess. And then all of a sudden, everyone turned on her and things changed. And then there were, you know, like different conversations and chatter coming out about how she might have been acting behind the walls within the palace. And who actually knows unless you're in that situation? But you're talking about somebody, this man, Harry has to have one PTSD from what happened to his mom because he was very much so alive. You see the footage of him walking in her funeral. It's absolutely fucking depressing. I could never imagine. And now as an adult, he gets to process that and look at it through a different lens. But then he also gets to assess how his mother was treated. And now he's looking at his wife kind of like, is this happening again? Because yeah, I mean, there's a history of it, right? That's what I think exactly. he said in the, in the trailer. But at the same time, you know, it's it's. I think it's hard because, you know, and and I'm not saying anything because I I need to hear their story. Like I feel like I don't give them enough credit, right? But she sometimes just comes off so, and I don't mean this in the, the in such a, in a weird way, but a little fake sometimes because the stories change and 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 whatever. And then you have. Harry, who is known as the party prince, right? I mean, even a story from the Real Housewives of DC just came out with, you know, her and him like having party fun times back in the day. He was, you mm. know, we watched mm. him in, in Vegas uh, get naked and on photos and stuff like that. You know, he's just been, he's been everywhere. He's a good time guy. He, he's a good time guy, but the institution <laughs> has really tried to like fix his image or I want to say this is what happened. I'm not really sure because again, like you said, who the hell really knows? We're not behind the but, palace walls. He went to Afghanistan for a while. He, he got his shit together. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like though, when he came to like that clear-headed space of like, okay, I'm part of this. I'm getting married, and then watch things happen again. Maybe I don't know what it is. This is why we need this documentary, and it needs to be good. And they need to come off authentic. They need to be honest. They have to, you know, it, it's just really got to, it's got to work for them. Because right. I, I really want to know. There's two sides to the story. and Well, there's three sides to every story. Their side, the true. palace side, or the institution side, and the and truth. And the real but, truth, yes. Right. I yes. do want to play devil's advocate with you really quick, Jason, because I know that we have a lot to discuss. But we have sometimes made preconceived ideas or come up with preconceived ideas with housewives. And the reason I bring this right. up is because when we started our platform, it was on Up and Adam YouTube channel and it was very heavily housewife and Bravo focused. Right. And sometimes you get an idea of who somebody is based off of a TV show or the press. You meet them in person. That's not how you feel about them. Well, we got to remember the edits too. It's, it's a lot of editing, a lot but of production. It's not a lot of editing for Harry and Meghan, but it's a lot of tabloid shit. 
So it's like she is portrayed as one way. I've never sat down with Megan. I don't know her. She might honestly, first of all, her against the institution, you're battling a fucking machine that has been put in place I mean, yeah. for centuries. Like you're battling something that is so much bigger than you. You're not going to win. You're not going to sway the millions of people who literally live their life by the rule of this institution, right? And whatever they put out, it's almost like if you're watching CNN or Fox or ABC over here in America and we're talking about politics, like we have the president is so smart because of this or the president is destroying the democracy. You know what I mean? Like you always have something and it's swaying you. And until you actually know that person or the situation, it's really hard to kind of navigate that. So I think that's why yeah. like you said this docu docuseries is really important. And I think that everybody should go into it with an open mind, trying to understand what is real. And I and think what so too. Good. That's the way I wanted to go in the Oprah interview. And it just came off very, you know, inauthentic, inauthentic and very like show and tell kind of, I don't know what it, I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. Moving in, into this, it, it'll be interesting because you know, you're right, Adam, like she does have this stigma and, and people are kind of portraying her as they want you to see her. And that's why I'm trying to give this a chance. But every time, whether it's the Oprah interview or listening to the podcast, which even the subject matter of the podcast, I actually do enjoy and her guests and the way she interviews, I actually enjoy, but it's, it's the inauthenticity that I, I feel in her in the, and, and maybe I'm, this is, this is why I need to watch the documentary because maybe I'll listen to the podcast differently after I get to see more of her because she's been such a, like a, I, I don't see, know. I don't get that. I don't get the really. I, I really right? don't. That's all I feel. No, That's see, all I feel. I don't. I honestly think that. Have I been tricked by the media? I, I think <laughs> that you listen. I don't know. I maybe you have. I, I this is why it's so hard to navigate this this topic because I think for her as well. Like, listen, she is a black woman stepping into the palace where this has never happened before. Like, how do they navigate that? How do they? And I feel like they have so much in their minds that they need to protect, and all odds were against her. And imagine being put in her position when you have Princess Diana, who's doing documentaries talking about how lonely she was and how all things were against her as a white woman in this institution when she was brought in because, you know, Charles needed to marry somebody who was wholesome, never married before, who portrayed the perfect princess. And it left her alone. And she even talked about at some times where she wanted to take her own life. I think that really it's important to take a step back and think about what odds were against her and how mm. she had to navigate this. I could never imagine Listen. being put in her position. And sure, do you sign up for it? Yes, but we all know this, and I defend this all the time when I have people who have stupid conversations with me about, I told Jason about this. Somebody told me, I think that you're gay because your mom might have been taking the wrong medication when she was pregnant. And I'm like, so you're telling me you think my mom took medication? Hold on, is, and that, that's why same, is that same medication available? Like, has it been available for hundreds and thousands of right. years? Right, you know I what I mean? Like, know. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean, and sometimes you can't, Sometimes you fall in love with people. And unfortunately, you love that. I mean, it's not unfortunately. It's Yeah, I was going to say, what, you, unfortunately? What do you mean, it's, unfortunately? It's you not fell in love with me. Is that unfortunate? No, but you love somebody <laughs> so much that you're willing to go to bat. Like, I would go to war for you. If somebody came at you, I'm like right there front and center. Like, put me on the front lines. I will fucking ruin somebody. 
but that's because and i don't it's aggressive and i don't mean it like to that extent but i mean i like you know you fall in love with your best friend and then shit comes out and you decide as a team we're going to battle this together like we're going to take this on and i don't think i think while harry might have been very prepared as to what the institution was it's all he's ever known i think that megan might have had an idea but who you don't know what you know until you figure it out, right? 100%. Or you don't know what you don't know until you know it. All right, guys, let's move on to more like, I don't know, happy TV. But is it happy TV? I'm not sure. So one of the shows that Adam and I have been really, really enjoying for the past two seasons now is White Lotus on HBO. Mm. It is, I mean, literally, it has a cult following now. It is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I can't get enough. If you're not watching this... White Lotus alone is worth the the monthly membership to HBO. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And it's so... I mean, listen, it's so highly talked about. Like you said, a cult following. They won so many awards. But it's kind of... It keeps you on your toes. You don't know what's going to happen. And just alone. Like if I could subscribe to something or get a subscription service for Jennifer Coolidge just to watch oh, her seriously. and do her, you know what I mean? Do her improv or whatever. And she's like, gosh, I could really use a hot dog right now. Like I just, I would, but then white Lotus, the way that they utilize her character, I'm obsessed. And I'm wondering because she has been the only like, like main character, like to the, the main storyline to come through into the second season. I wonder if that will still carry through because we're watching on the show right now, potentially something that started in the first season you know right now she's being what appears to be scammed and i wonder if her husband had anything to do with that and it's something that i talk about with one of our friends norma all the time it's like okay what is actually happening here because we only have one more episode left in the season and so much last night i was like how how but did you see the the photo Yes. When she picked up the photo, that's all I'm going to say, just in case you haven't (laughs) watched it. For your conversation, that's what I I wanted to ask, and I don't mean to cut you off, but you talked to Norma about this, and you guys had predictions, and I don't want to ruin the show for anybody who hasn't watched it. If you guys haven't, you have to go watch it, but make sure you catch season one first. So many twists and turns, but what did Norma predict? I mean, it's just just something that we were thinking about together, because... She met this man, right? Jennifer Coolidge's character in the first season of White Lotus. And she was excited about him. She got married now. So she's married to this man. This man all of a sudden has to leave now that they're in Italy. And then all of a sudden she's meet these, she meets these like really cool gay guys. And she's excited and they're making her happy. But then we figure out that they're not very kosher. But maybe the lead guy in this might be a brother or some kind of relationship or something with her so husband does that make sense it's basically I like it's i think they have a prenup yeah. and in the prenup if someone commits adultery i feel like that prenup is invalid and then that's the way for them to get money that's just how i see to save the family home that to the save, guy is mm-hmm. t- the fake nephew is talking about this didn't even hit me until you just said that what how could it not i because listen this comes on at nine o'clock at night i'm in bed by like seven o'clock so <laughs> this is true this now is true. It just it, it officially hit but guys 
So then there was this like rumor that everybody dies at the end this season. I'm like, there's no fucking way that everybody's going to die. Well, you know, we always we open with it. it. We open like this. This works very similar to another show that we watch, but they always show you kind of what happens at the at the beginning. And this has been something that's been been going on um, for a long time in, in TV, where they kind of give you like that opening, and it's like, oh my god, what happens? How do we get to this conclusion? And yeah. so we see that someone has died. But remember, Rocco, one of the characters said that like a few people die. A few to me is like two or three, you know? So who else could it be? Who would it be? I don't know. The way the way this is directed, the way it's written, the cinematography is incredible on this mm-hmm. show. It's so good. It Wait. just keeps you wanting more. For those who have watched, okay, since we're all guessing together, and guys, this is another time, and I know it's not YouTube, but in the podcast, like, let's even guess before Sunday's um, finale episode. Let's say three people die. The top three people that you think are going to be next. I think I have mine, and I want to see what your thoughts are. Ooh, a top three? Yes. Okay, I am going with this. The grandfather? Okay. Okay. What do you think cause of death is? Suicide. Okay. Um, what is his name? Um, the character Theo James plays Cameron. Oh, that's the really hot guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like his his friend is like losing his shit right now. Ethan is losing mm-hmm. his shit. Or I'm thinking it could be uh, Lucia. Is her name Lucia? Yeah, the prostitute. I'm thinking like maybe something goes wrong there. It's just I don't know. It's all up in the air. Those are my top three. But Adam, what are your top three? To be honest, you just knocked that shit out of the park. Okay. We haven't right. even had this conversation. We haven't <laughs> even had this conversation. These are the same three because we have Lucia, who is the Italian prostitute. I hate that word, but that's how they're painting her. And then you have this guy escort. who's like escort. Hospitality. You have, you have this guy who's like <laughs> making money off of her and who's running behind and chasing her around town, which gives Which we like haven't. A, really finish that whole story of like who he is really like we know right. obviously he's like the pimp right but we don't really know who what he is exactly it's not like it's not come full circle but he's obviously put in place for a reason right and then you have the guy theo james the one that he plays and then mm-hmm. you have cameron him his, cameron and you have him and his best friend and shit is starting to unravel and things aren't making sense and i'm like i can see this as an easy this comes off to me like an accidental death. Like I see us gearing yeah. up for an accidental death where like we're, we start arguing. We're like, come on, bro. And because they've been competitive and one sold this business, made a lot of money. The other one has always been like the big social one and the one that's always winning in life. And now it's like the nerd who's winning. A back and it, forth. What's crazy though is like, the bulls. I feel like there's a lot of history there that we don't know as the viewers. Right. But right? we like, know enough. No, I think there's, I, yeah, we know enough. That's true. That's true. But you missed the preview for the finale, the final season. Or, Where sorry, was that? Final episode. You were going to brush your teeth or something. It was at the end. Oh. You know, like Game of Thrones, like when you watch Game of Thrones, you have to wait till after the credits and then they put on the, the Why wouldn't you preview? pause it and then tell me that it was playing? Because I just, just didn't want to tell you. <laughs> I don't know. No, but they, they forward or they, you know, they preview it and Harper, who's played by Aubrey Plaza, who I think is phenomenal, like phenomenal. By the way, Will Sharp, who plays Ethan, is British and you would never know. His accent is so good. Mm -hmm. But 
um, Aubrey Plaza is like the same. She's just an incredible actress, but she says something. She's like, what are we going to do now? And she says in the preview, what does that mean that Ethan killed Cameron and they're going to try to hide this or something? Like what is going to happen? Because, Oh, I just don't I'm know. I'm left in the dark. I didn't even know that this was happening. I don't know. But that's crazy that I didn't see the preview for the finale. And I had the same top three that you had, which means we must be on to something because until this podcast episode, you and I have not discussed that. I thought that no. that was like a sort of like an on, you know, on a whim. Like I think hey, I've just been discussing think? it with Norma and that has been how it's going. Listen, well, guys, if you are Norma. not interested in Harry and Megan or White Lotus. No one is listening to this damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what else, Jason? What else? Well, I wanted to talk about the holidays because the holidays are upon us and it is just feeling, you know, like we were talking about earlier. I When we were watching White Lotus on mm-hmm. Sunday, I leaned over. I'm like, you know, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. And it's not because of anything. It's just, you know, we're in the process of moving. We're so busy. And then every year we ask each other, it's like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? And our parents, like my mom, she keeps asking me, like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I'll just send money. I'm like, I don't want money. I don't want things. I would like for you to come down here for Christmas. I would love, you know, I just, it becomes different as you get older. But it's so fun to watch like our nieces and nephews open gifts and watch how special and fun it is. But even the holiday season as a whole, you know, it's more than Christmas. I don't know. When do you watch your nieces and nephews? <laughs> oh, well, last year at your aunt and uncle's house. Um, oh, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's right. Short term memory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I think we were planning to like already have been moved by then. So we were yeah. planning a little more of an extravagant, maybe like Christmas decor. And we're still just whatever we have, we'll just put up until we move. So we're not trying. We don't have. By the way, guys, and I know we talked about this like moving at the beginning of this podcast episode. We legit have not a lot of space. Um, so right now we have a two foot tall Christmas tree that's on this table. And I think it's, technically it's three. Oh, three feet tall. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I think that's one of the things that we're so excited about is having that space because we're just not used to having it, period. But for this holiday season, while it's so exciting and it doesn't feel like it's about the presents or anything like that, it seems like Jason and I, I think our biggest thing that we're trying to navigate and sort of figure out right now is one, getting organized because there's so much on our plate, getting married and we're getting ready for the new tax season and we're bringing you know somebody onto the team and we're moving. And then on top of that, we have so many different family members who even though we don't want presents, they, we, they have been, we love them. They deserve presents. So. Right. But also like I feel maybe the family is kind of demanding when it comes to holidays, right? Because we have such oh, a big family. My God. And you know, different parts of the family. It's so weird because I think we're pretty camouflaged in who we hang out with in the family. Like we're, we'll be at this party for this holiday or, or this, this person's house for this holiday, or we'll try to make an effort for this. Yeah. But you know, the family's so split up into like little groups. It's like hard to, to pick and choose. But then if you don't do one, you feel bad about not going to the other one. And it's just like exhausting. It's exhausting. And it just makes the holidays even more exhausting. Can I say really quick too? (laughs) 
So we just went to Thanksgiving and spent time with my dad. We never spend time with Jason's family ever. And it's not on purpose. Like Jason loves, loves, loves his mom and his family. I love his mom, his family. But it's always like in passing that we get to see them or something that we really have to plan far in advance. Whereas like my family is down in the same state that we are. So it's a little bit more easier to navigate these sort of situations. But for this Christmas, we were talking about going and spending time with my aunt and uncle. They do like a white elephant situation and a Christmas Eve party that's just fun where we get to see pops and have just like a good time, right? And I was talking to my dad about it. My dad's like, son, what do you think about coming up here? talk like that. Oh. Son? Son? What do you think about coming up? No, he doesn't talk like this either. What do you think about coming up here? He didn't talk like that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Adam, what do you think about coming up to where I live three hours away for Christmas? And I said to him, and I hope he doesn't listen to this, and it's really not an excuse. He's going to know. I'm I'm getting a tooth ripped out three days before Christmas, and I'm getting a screw put into my mouth. So it's like, honestly, my ideal Christmas is chilling on the couch with Jason and our little fur babies, non-fur babies, making sure that we go to the grocery store two days before we have all of our groceries and watching Home Alone, all of the Christmas movies, and just spending time together. Like, I'm okay with that. That sounds to me like a perfect Christmas. I don't want gifts. Jason doesn't want gifts. We're doing two children's charity events this month where we get to go back and we get to hang out. They're at restaurants where we kind of get to gather with people and be social. And it's a total give back. And those children who wouldn't necessarily have gifts, they get to experience the magic that they might not have experienced. But now with people going and getting like little booze cruise situation inside the restaurants, like it's (laughs) it's giving back. So it's like all of the best of all worlds. I don't know. This is why I'm not a dad. But I think that that for us, that is our kind of new norm. It's like, it's not, you know, we, I feel like us, our friends, our family, everybody is so blessed in the sense that it doesn't need to be one time a year where you, what do you want to get? And like, this is the one time you get to get what, what do you want you, for Christmas. Right. I mean, listen, I think we do get each other gifts. Like I will still get you a gift that you don't know about. You're I'm not sure getting you'll shit. do the same. Oh, what the hell? No. <laughs> I better get some damn thing. Now I got yeah. you two things. I got you two things. Well, no, like, I mean, th- there's a time I'm just like waiting for the opportune moment to go out and get these things. But, um, me too. I just feel like, you know, we're at that spot where it's like, all we want to do is move. So yeah. that's really, that's all, that's all on our minds. But I have to say, like, in the past few years, we've lived down in South Florida. We have come across new traditions, right? Like, in LA, we used to, to go to dinner at one of our friend's restaurants because we both had off on Christmas Eve. And we used to, like, go do that. And that's fun. Um, here, I they have a boat show down here. Well, everywhere in South Florida, every town Christmas in South Florida has parade. a Christmas boat parade. Yeah. And we go to one of our favorite spots or favorite mm-hmm. restaurants and we watch it from there. And now we know the bartenders and the people who, who come and, and they're all part of our neighborhood. So it's, it's become a tradition and something that I really don't want to lose. I think that's fun. But do you have any traditions from when you were a kid that you really just remember doing every year during the holiday season? Oh, you're going to make me sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm such a cancer. Um, Wait, what's so sad about it? It's just a tradition. 
No, I because I grew up in a split family. So yeah. I always spent my Christmas where I knew I was on a time. It was like I was on a schedule where I knew I would wake up in the morning and by 11 a.m. I have, had to have all of my presents open at one parent's house. And then I would go to the other parent's house and then I would have to be done by 4.30. And then I would be on my way back to go to the other parent's house. So really... It was something where I didn't get enough time with my parents. And sometimes that presented a challenge. But one thing that was so incredible about my parents and the way that we grew up is even though sometimes I felt like I didn't get enough with either one of them, I always felt like they took, you know, like the extra mile and went above and beyond to make it the most special Christmas ever. I came home crying one year and this was crazy. I came home crying because I was in third grade and I had these two kids and they were little dickheads. Um, And they like bullied the shit out of me because I was like, what is Santa bringing you? What did you ask him for? And do you still believe in Santa? And they, I was stupid. All of these, all of these things. And I came home and I told my dad and my dad said, son, (laughs) God, here we go again. (laughs) Oh, here we go again. No, but my dad said, listen, write a letter to Santa tonight. And it was Christmas Eve. He said, write a letter to Santa and let him know what you want. And be realistic, but something that you want to prove that he's real. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I said, dear Santa, thank you so much. And I hope I'm on the nice list. If you are real, I would like for you to leave one of your reindeers in my yard. And if not... Can you at least, because if your reindeers have to take you back to the North Pole, can you at least, you know, leave me some of the bells off of your sleigh? Right. And so my dad went up to Home Depot that night and found these Christmas bells, like these little whatever. And he put it on this note and he typed it up and then signed Santa at the bottom of it and had a bite out of a cookie with like a half eaten or half chugged glass of milk. And the bells were there. And it said, sorry, Adam, I couldn't leave you one of my reindeer because I had to get back. But when I saw those, I brought them back to school after Christmas break. And I was like, you motherfuckers, Santa's real. (laughs) And just like (laughs) those above and beyond moments where they just really, they hit it out of the park. And I, I, you know, I think about that. And that's why when we're talking about doing like the children's, you know, charities, and trying to make sure that the kids, different kids have presents that might not necessarily have had them. I think the magic of it all is so special. And it's something that you can't, you don't forget growing up. Like it really, it helps. Oh, 100%. Like, it's it's it like what everyone us, says, right? when did you know Santa wasn't real? I don't think that's what it's about. It's like, you know, and this is, I'm speaking to Christmas particularly, but like the magic, it's just that magic of that time of year. It's, it's, Special. It's funny because Christmas has turned into like such an interesting thing. Like even um, when I was living in Japan for three years, Christmas is such a big deal. And half the people, it, they don't celebrate Christmas, but it's just such a big deal. It's so happy. The only problem I have with like Christmas and like, remember Christmas in Thailand and in Japan, that music would keep playing. The Christmas music would keep playing until the next holiday, which was like Valentine's. And it was like, okay, we can turn this off now. Yeah. This is, it's on repeat. Yes. But I think it's just that magic and, you know, like one of the cool things that I remember growing up is just like, we really did have a very organized like plan of where we spent different times with. And I remember it's always the first day of Hanukkah. We would go over to um, my my grandparents' house and for the first night we would have just like a, a dinner, you know, and that would be like the kickoff or like 
Christmas because it's usually before, but sometimes it's not. But um, so that'd be the kickoff for Christmas. And then Christmas Eve, my grandmother would take um, my brother and I to the Kennedy Center because they had this, they have this like free, amazing concert of like performances and singing and dancing and it's all Christmas stuff and it's so much fun. And then that night we go to my other grandparents and we do Christmas Eve. And then the next day it's like you wake up and whatever. And it's just, it's, it just remember doing that every year and it just brought so much joy. So I think like those traditions and that magic is, is so special for kids. Do you know what's so funny is you implemented... So Jason, I didn't have any real traditions that I got to... I mean, I had one that I kind of implemented into our relationship and Jason had one as well. My one was you get to open a Christmas gift the night before. One gift, right? And yours, which I think that probably that's like every family, but yours is Christmas matching pajamas. So we have yes, those two so the things. One, well, the, the tradition was in my family is the the present that you open the night before. It's it's right after dinner, and usually we will go watch like um, you know after we got back from my grandparents' house, we'd go watch like a Christmas movie. But before we do, we get to open that one present, and that one present was always. Like Christmas pajamas. You would never wear them the rest of the year. But for that night, that is something that you... Unless you you're me, because I Unless wear the Adam. Christmas... Yes. Because he I, will wear his Christmas pajamas to Starbucks in the middle of the summer. Yes. I get yeah. so much shit from Jason. I try... I have to legit, guys. I sneak out of the house um, as soon as I can before Jason wakes up because I'll be in my Christmas plaid pajamas with like Santa on my ass or something like that. And it's like July. It's my birthday. And I'm running to Starbucks at like 7 a.m., and I'll come back in and I would rather get the wrath of Jason when I come back in than before like exiting because he'll make me change. And then when I walk back in, he's like, did you really go out like that? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I did. But if he catches me before I go, he'll shame me and he'll say, this is not the same season. Okay, no, go change. You know, it's sometimes though, like, I don't know. I feel like this, it's is, embarrassing. Turning in, this is turning into a bitch session like a little bit. <laughs> no, but that's okay. Listen, no, it's, listen it's funny because like... When you, okay, when you do it up, you do it so well, and then sometimes you just don't care. And it's like, remember we were leaving the other day? We I think we were going to like a sushi place or something. And I was like, dude, those are you're wearing like swim trunks out to like the sushi place. And he's like, okay. I'm like, go change. Just put some pants on. Put some <laughs> put some stuff on. Or I was wearing my. You always call it my my um big belt. I was wearing my big belt the other day and I looked like I had like a little pregnant belly. Oh yeah. Cause but, you have that. What is that thing? The thing that wraps, it's the wrap that you wear when you work out. It's not a waist trainer. It's, well, I mean, that sounds I don't like a waist get, trainer. I don't get to work out the same way after my accident. So I get to walk. And so I try to maximize like the calories and everything that I'm doing in order to like burn. So I put this little belt around and it's supposed to make you burn like 10 times as much. And when I'm done working out or whatever, I'm like, Jason, you want to go to lunch or something like that? And I wear it and it sticks my stomach out like another three inches. And Jason's like, take off the belt, change the pants, lose the shirt, or I'm not going out with you. And I'm like, oh, you're embarrassed. Okay. Because I just... You know, it's you know, so I don't care. funny though, because like, I know, I know, but it's, it's, it's crazy because we were at a you're restaurant. Out. I'm just looking out, you know, yeah, like, because people do watch it. your YouTube, right? A lot of people watch your YouTube and, and mm-hmm. there's been a few times people are like, are you up and Adam for YouTube? And it's like... Can you imagine someone coming up to you and like, are you up and Adam from YouTube? Are those Christmas pajamas? Like, I would own right? it. I would be like, you'd fuck be like, yeah, they are. 
they damn right our christmas <laughs> i'd be like est 2022 motherfucker, and they have santa on my ass look at this take a photo click click like it oh, I, I, my god but also it is embarrassing i get it i'm just not the person who's embarrassed i mean i'm like, wearing them I mean, but i get it that when you were like around. 16 i mean i've i've been doing it since i was like eight and I'm you would 29. never have done it in la Yes, I would have. No, I used you, to walk out like a trash box and I know. And then you ran into your boss. Do you remember that when you were working at the nightclub? Uh, and we had, Adam yeah, had she, the chicest, mm-hmm. cutest boss. Okay. He yeah. worked at this nightclub. And this girl, she used to Starbucks. be Yeah, it was at Starbucks, our local yeah. Starbucks. And she used to be a bottle service girl. And then she like overtook this club, was the owner. It was she was super successful. I think she was like your age. Was she not? She was like super young. She was like five years older than me. Um, so she'd be like 34 now. But I think her name was Tosh or Tasha. Yeah, one of the two. Tosh, Something like Tasha. that. But she did. She had a pink yeah. Bentley, you guys. She was a, a boss. But she like, was, And she looked at you at Starbucks. <laughs> and you're like, what did you say? I'm so tired or something. She just looked at you and she's like, yeah, I see that. Yeah. I was in, okay. That was a moment. Yeah. I mean, okay, listen, you don't so have to always like dress up. I just feel like as, okay. I don't know. Real this I, I just in, feel figure like, it out. I, I just want to say like sometimes I feel like after traveling for so many years with, with the circus and going all over the world, I feel like it's very American to just like be lazy going out into society, into the world. Like, I, I don't give a shit what I wear. I, don't I wear care all black if I'm everything. In like I just, I this legit. You have turned this into the bitch se- like sesh session. Oh hell whatever. yeah! We are so, we are in we are three minutes into a bitch session. Well, next time, give me a heads up because if you want to fucking talk about what people wear when they go out, I wear the same shit ever since we left Thailand. When we were living in Thailand and we were working, our friend was like the Angelina Jolie of Thailand, legit the biggest celebrity in Thailand, and so we had to care. When we came back to the United States, I told Jason, what did I say that I was going to wear all the time? Black. All black. Sure. No, but do you know that works though? That, that is a style in itself. And that is something, I mean, look what we're wearing right now. Come on. if you Because you're even, copying me because I'm a trendsetter. No, friend. I did not invent black and neither did you. Oh. So no, right. I'm not copying anyone. Oh. But, but I feel like we really get away with the, like the all black. Like even when we both lived in new york we only wore like we had a pair of like or a couple pairs of black jeans and then we had a whole bunch of black t-shirts and then that's what we would wear every day all day and then if it was winter we threw a jacket and then we got to take it off and we we're just in all black it, it was, it's very convenient when we were is that a new york thing it i might think be a it, new york might, thing. it might be a new york thing i mean i used to my parents reminded me with photos during thanksgiving that i used to love like big bright bold colors and i don't know i don't remember that adam but when my dad was camping with my stepmom like maybe a couple months ago let's say three four months he was wanting to make some fun videos and saying like well maybe i could start a youtube channel son and we're like okay so jason and i are walking around with our black hats all black on and we're recording him with mics and everything oh yeah my stepmom walked out and she's like the neighbors were wanting to know if you guys were producers and i'm like <laughs> my god no i mean what the fuck are we doing our but, style is producer chic so yes, it's producer yeah producer producer chic it's producer chic it's producer chic well thanks for making fun of me i appreciate your bitch sash you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> guys we have such an exciting lineup for the rest of december to take us into the new year i just want to adam tell everyone yeah 
um, that this is our 20th episode. Is it? Do you, do you realize that? No. Oh, first of all, life is getting, we're getting married. We have a new employee, like who's joining us, a new member of the team. We're moving. We have family coming in town. We don't know if your mom's coming in town. I don't have time to like realize what the fuck is happening all over the place. I didn't know that we're celebrating episode 20. This is episode 20. I feel like because, you know, ever since, and I think it was September, no, it was August, we recorded our trailer for this podcast. And I asked you, I was like, pretty please, can we move first, get settled in the new studio, and then let's start a podcast and a new project? Because we have so much shit going on. It's going to be so hard to keep up with all this other crap. And you're like, nope, we're doing the podcast. And I was like, no, Gina okay. said that. I know, but like yeah. that, that confirmed. But I mean, even if Gina said it, I would be like, can we still wait? She said, yeah. you guys should start a podcast. And guys, Gina is this medium. She was on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. She right. did an amazing re- reading for Adam that kind of, and I was very skeptical, but the stuff, and we'll go into this another time, the stuff that yeah. she like came out with, I was like, holy shit. Nobody would know. So but all she said was, have you guys thought about a podcast? You said, let's start the podcast now. That's the difference. But I'm so glad we... Carpe diem. <laughs> Seize the day. <laughs> Why are you laughing uh, at that? Because it's so funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh god so i'm so glad we did because it not only has this been successful and amazing and i'm so glad you well you but you who are listening right now anyone listens to us i'm so grateful that anyone listens to us but um it's been so successful and we're 20 episodes in so keep listening what are you looking at me like that for i just i think that you're so funny and i think that why you know, at the end of the day, sometimes, I don't know. I think we forget. You're my best friend. I love you. That's Wait, all. what were you going to say? No, what the hell was that? No, I know, you're just like, <laughs> you just have it in you. Like, the reason that we've incorporated the bitch session here is because of you, not me. Everyone thinks I'm the bitch or the one that bitches about things. It's totally you. And I just love you so much. And I'm Wait, happy. I think that- this is my first time bitching, by the way. Maybe I think my it second, is. Maybe in my second. Maybe my second. episodes. So- I don't know what what that means. I don't know. If you go... Listen, guys, if you ever want the video versions of these, (laughs) you can go to Hot Messy Podcast on YouTube. But then the funny thing is you can go over to the community tab and you can vote because we always post polls. And anything that is like in the negative direction always falls on me. And I don't understand who's voting in these fucking (laughs) polls. And I even go on Up and Adam YouTube channel and I'll vote against me and vote... or for me against Jason and I'll vote his name to be like the negative one. Still it over like sees it's like 85% Adam's the asshole. 85% Adam is the Grinch. Who stole Wait, Christmas. what part of this made me the asshole? No, I don't think you're an asshole. I just love that you, you like really took advantage of like the bitch sash. Oh, like I thought that, that was great. You yeah. know why so much has happened today and it's not like a bad thing. Like I keep telling some of my friends, they're like, Hey, let's do something tonight. I'm like, I'm busy. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, but I'm gratefully exhausted. Like the stuff mm-hmm. we're doing that how we just keep going. And I can't even tell you what our day is like from, from seven in the morning all the way until like what last night, 1130 at night, we had so much to do. It's, it's nonstop. So I'm that's grateful. Today too. And that's today too, but I'm yeah. grateful for our new employee. She's going to hate us. No, I don't even want to say employee. She's a new member of the family and you guys She's are going to love her. a member of the team. She's an equal member of the team. And I think it's going to be so fun to bring her on. She's going to be helping us a lot. 
with the podcast. Now I sound, you know, we sound like Harry and Megan. Now our team, Archwell, Archwell, our yeah. team is now yeah. going to be doing things. Okay. You're done. You're done. You need, you need some sushi. Some sushi. Is yeah. that LA for sushi? That's LA for sushi because you, sushi? you might take the girl out of LA, but you won't take the LA out of the girl. Okay. Now we got to find the girl you're talking about because it ain't you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, with that, because I'm getting the look of death, we'll love you and leave you. <laughs> don't forget to follow us everywhere you get your shows just so you don't miss an episode we have a lot of fun guests coming up i think this friday is sophia colpo from the colpo sisters mm-hmm. that's the second colpo sister two out of three hey. we're gonna have the third later on um we have kempire coming on uh, to talk about the holidays which i think will be a lot of fun and we have some other guests that we are not going to name because they're maybe amazing we'll, maybe we'll try to sneak my brother on since he's coming in town with his that'd be fun that would be fun Oh, that would be really good. We should do that. Okay. Well, listen, guys, we don't want to tease you and not deliver, you know, but... We need to ask him first. It's like, hey, welcome welcome to South Florida. You're on vacation. By the way, we need an hour of your time. We have to record a podcast. She likes a good moment. Yes. Yeah, he also doesn't know that he's going to be one of our witnesses to get married. So, Oh, yeah, they don't know that Surprise, yet. happy vacation, yeah. bitch. Surprise! That's what you get when you sign up to come stay with Adam and Jason. We plan your schedule for you. Surprise! Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to love you and leave you again. Like Adam said earlier, if you want to participate in the conversation, ask us some questions. I know I said we were going to answer a lot of your questions. We're just waiting for a few more. So go ahead and send us those at info at hotmessypodcast.com. And of course, this episode will be visual up on our YouTube. We have clips and full episodes, full interviews, all available there. YouTube.com slash hotmessypodcast. Adam, are you ready for sushi? I'm ready for sushi. I love you guys. Happy holidays. And we will be back with you so very soon. In the meantime, anywhere you get your YouTubes, podcasts, whatever, you guys know where to find us. We love you. Happy holidays. Bye, everyone. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.